All right, guys, I am gonna test this microphone, but I think it sounds good. I literally have like a little microphone on my shirt and that should be good, but I, I can't believe I'm doing this, guys. Like, what the hell? My first podcast episode. This is something that I've been wanting to do for a really long time. Um, and you guys have been in my DMs also like, girl, you need to start a podcast. And I'm like, really? She, I should, right? No, but I really have been, um, you know, I just love creating forms of content. Like that's something that I've always loved since I was little. I always used to have my dad's camera and like be creating like little, you know, episodes on YouTube. And I've always had that creative side of me. And the great thing about things like podcasts and YouTube is that it doesn't require like when I say the word creativity, it doesn't require like this deep thought and like getting to a creative place it's really just me sharing my life with you right so as i learn and grow like my intention for this podcast is for you guys listening here is as i learn and grow throughout my journey my spiritual journey my business journey my fitness journey what i learn through my journey i want to share with you guys so that way we can all just grow together and yeah with that being said what better way than to start my first podcast off with my fitness journey so i am gonna break this episode into two parts only because obviously it's been a long time coming and i don't want to like overlook any specific parts in my journey because every part of my journey had such a deep and effective um effect on i guess me and my growth and catapulting me to other parts of my journey right Um, I know that a lot of you guys want to hear more about my bikini bodybuilding days. Shawnee, if you're listening to this girl, shout out to you. Um, But I know that that's something that, you know, some of you girls are interested in that will most likely be in part two, not gonna lie, just because there's so much that catapulted me into bodybuilding and got me into bodybuilding. And again, like I don't wanna, you know, just half-ass it, right? Like I wanna dive deep with you guys and really give you my story. So with that being said, you guys can expect a podcast for me every, um, my goal is to film them Tuesdays and then upload them Wednesdays. Um, and it'll just be once a week. I'm gonna start there and then we can build from there. But ultimately I'm really excited and yeah, let's get into it. Gonna pull up my notes here. Wow, okay. So, going back, a journey into the past. Holy shit, guys, this is fucking so old now that I'm thinking about it. It all started when I was a cheerleader. I started cheerleading. Competitive cheerleading was a big, big, big part of my life since I was like in sixth grade. Like, I literally... I love cheering so much. It's where I met most of my best friends. Like we grew up together and I fucking love cheerleading. Okay. Now I always wanted to be a flyer and I was a flyer. The flyer is the girl who basically gets thrown up in the air. I was a flyer my entire career and it was definitely my strengths as an athlete. You know, other aspects like tumbling, you know, not so much. I mean, I could tumble, but you know, so there's everyone has different strengths and stuff. Shout out to all my cheerleaders out there too, the competitive cheerleaders, but I didn't start off competitive. I started off recreational. I mean, obviously I was like, I think I was like in sixth grade or seventh grade um, when I started recreational cheer. Shout out to Tamarack Cougars. (laughs) 
Um, but it was recreational cheer, so just sidelines on the sidelines of the football games. And I wanted to be a flyer. You know, we still did stunts and things like that. And we did have one competition a year that we prepared for, and that was my favorite. So I remember this key moment in my cheer journey. It was in the beginning, like I said, and I was a flyer. Okay. My coach, coach Louise, I believe at the time, shout out to her. Love her. I love all my coaches that I've had. Um, but she made me a flyer, you know, and I was very tall. Like I, I was tall at the time cause I have really long legs also. And I was in sixth, seventh grade. So I was kind of taller then. And then it kind of like stalled out, but I was taller, right? Naturally when you're taller, you are heavier right like you have more muscle and i was a little fucking girl okay like but you guys have to look at it in the perspective of a child okay so as my bases were putting me up you know they put me down and they'll be like ah you're so heavy or like oh like you're so heavy i can't carry you like oh i want her as a flyer like little comments and things like that as if my weight made it hard for them to be athletes right we were all kids so like it's nothing against them and once i got into high school like you know my bases at the time like they would be like oh you're heavy but like it, it was different you know what i mean it wasn't it was like okay you're heavy but like you're a good ass flyer and like we're we're in the middle and like you know we're, we're a good team you know what i mean so you kind of get over it but either way i can go into cheer all day but either way, guys, um, that hurt. That hurt as a kid because to me, that meant I wasn't a good athlete, right? Like I wasn't a good flyer, right? Because I'm heavy. Then I started to compare myself to the other flyers that were literally like four foot fucking tall because they were literally 11 years old. And, um, you know, that was definitely a turning point and a key moment in my journey where I became conscious of my weight and my body. Okay, because before that, it was kind of like, you know, you're blind to it, right? Like, you're not really thinking about those things. It's like the first time, not to get dark here, but it's kind of like the first time someone sexualizes you, whether they had a good intent or ill intent, right? It's like you weren't aware that you had a beautiful body or, you know, whatever until someone said it, right, as a kid. It's the same thing with, like, weight, I feel. And then there's so many different things that so many people go through, right? Like, um, if you're someone who grew up quote unquote always the chubbier kid, right? Like that's kind of how you describe yourself as your family is just always making it known that your weight is like your identity, right? Like gorda, like all those things, then that becomes your identity and your entire obsession becomes on not being that, right? So same thing with cheerleading. You're heavy to me meant that I needed to be lighter. That that's what it told me. So with that. I tried to get lighter and guys, I fucking loved cheerleading so much. <laughs> like I wanted to get a needle and a needle is basically like a, it's a scorpion, but it's straight need and it's really hard. And I, I literally like, <laughs> I just remember obsessing at night. Like I need to get this needle doing crazy stretches every single night. And I finally got my needle. Honestly, I was one of the first cheerleaders like in our little ass area to actually get a needle. It was at the time in the cheerleading industry. Uh, my cheerleaders know like back, 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 back then when you were, everyone has a needle now, but like back then, if you had a needle, it was like, oh shit. Like she's flexible as fuck. Um, that was super off track, but I just wanted to share like how passionate I was about cheerleading. Okay. And I would do anything for fucking cheerleading. Um, you know, and if you think about it too, like if you think about Victoria's Secret models and like, um, you know, it, 
and that's like, I'm not comparing it to that, but in the way of you would do anything for that role, right? It's like, I would do anything for this role, right? Like Kim K with this Marilyn Monroe dress. So with that being said, I tried to become as light as possible. Now, I don't know how the fuck this happened, guys, but literally my obsession with like my weight and staying light and controlling my weight so I could be lighter in the air, somehow as I got through like puberty more, I noticed that like in the Tumblr era, my tendencies took this transformation of like romanticizing my eating disorder in a sense. I know that sounds really out there, but stick with me here. I was really young and Tumblr, if you guys ever were on Tumblr back then, it was a lot of like, um, what's the word? Uh, romantic, ro what's the word? Romantization, romanticization? Girl, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> romanticization, I don't even know if that's a word, of being really skinny, right? Like you saw it all the time. Maybe even in magazines, right? Or this heroin chic bullshit. They're, they thought that they could bring back, it is 2022, about, about to be 2023. Nobody's, like bodies are not trends, okay? Get the fuck out of here with that shit. I'm not about, like, no, I'm not chasing that anymore. Like it's muscle mommy vibes from here on. <laughs> um, but, you know, you know, it was like the hot dogs or legs and just a lot of weird fucking skinny bitch media, right? Like, and you know, there's nothing wrong. Like some people are genetically like that and we shouldn't shame those type of people for loving themselves and whatever. But when we start to create this societal hierarchy of body type trends and standards and shit, your eating disorders can get romanticized in a way. It becomes this weird fucking relationship with food where it's like, I don't eat, I'm skinny. Like, like but it's so true it's like i wear big fucking sweatshirts and i don't eat because i want to be skinny and like that's kind of my that was like my mindset like i literally was so emotional and dark with that shit and it, i think i just wanted to like feel something more than anything but it kind of transitioned to that moving on it really just became a method of control for me you know what i do remember is i would remember just being 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. I will say it got better in high school because I got more confident in high school and I could talk about that later, but it became a method of control where like, if I don't eat, I can control the number on the scale. And if I can control the number on the scale, then I will be quote unquote skinny or thin or light. And that's just the fucking real raw truth. And I think a lot of us as women all deal with the same things or had that phase. And I'm really so freaking happy that so many of us women are literally healing our relationships with food. We are, you know, making investments in ourselves. We are prioritizing ourselves again and returning back to ourselves. And oh my God, that, that makes me want to like make another podcast on returning back to yourself and what I mean by that is just the part of yourself that isn't a slave to food, right? The part of yourself that doesn't need to control things and people please and all the things, right? So it became a method of control. Moving on. So we had the, you know, you guys are catching kind of like how the journey is evolving. 
Like I said, when I got to high school, for some reason, I just like gained a healthier relationship with food. Um, I think it's because, I don't know, like I had more life than just like my weight. You know what I mean? Like I, I had my friends and it was fun and, you know, I had a lot of friend groups and was cheering and, you know, smoked weed for the first time. <laughs> no, but like it was just, I was just having fun. I just think of fucking high school. And also, I think just also our metabolisms in high school are just so different than they are now. Um, by the way, that doesn't mean that, you know, it's, it's impossible for you or harder for you. It's just different, right? Um, that I kind of just realized that there was no consequences for the way that I was going to eat, at least right now. Like my mom would always warn me like, that's just going to catch up to you. You know, like, you know, your metabolism is on nice and fast now. Once you get to college, you better fucking chill with that shit. Cause I literally like ate all I, all I would eat was like lunch school, lunch school, school lunch and like vending machine food. Like that's all I ate. Like I even remember in college, like I didn't eat normal breakfast. I just ate vending machine food all fucking day. And then like maybe lunch and then like maybe like a dinner. Like it was just super all over the place. But either way guys, I just, I wouldn't say I gained a, health, a healthy relationship with food. I just didn't, like I just, it was neutral. Like I just didn't have anything with it anymore, at least consciously. Right, because obviously the stuff is just the this stuff doesn't just dis disappear into thin air. It is, you know, you know, you can heal it or it becomes repressed or you know manifested in different ways. I also got into a relationship, so I think sometimes we allow our relationship to kind of dictate if we're happy or not. And I was happy without the relationship. It was my first uh, relationship. Um, actually, no, I've had other relationships. It was my first like real like, you know, relationship and It was like three years. I think we dated but it was my first love TMI mom if you're listening to this, please skip for the next 30 seconds. Thank you um, But I you know lost my virginity to him and everything so I kind of had like this attachment wound and basically what had happened was is I it became toxic. The relationship became toxic. It was my first relationship and my first toxic relationship. I feel like we all have one, right? And it's kind of like the lesson learner if you're smart, but he basically was, he betrayed our relationship. Okay. Multiple times. It was a very disgusting, very traumatic experience for me as a young girl. And it really tainted my, uh, outlook on love. And honestly, if it wasn't for my parents, I probably wouldn't even believe in it much, honestly, which is, I, I can totally understand why some people don't, but thankfully I try to pay more attention to successful, healthy relationships more than the ones that are doomed. Cause that's kind of like the majority of general population, but without getting too off track, basically the way that I had dealt with the traumas of what was caused in that relationship is obviously my appetite got shot. So I wasn't eating and I didn't want to eat. I started to weaponize my food and my weight again out of a form of punishment. It was like, I literally started to punish myself and I'm getting a little emotional here, but I haven't thought about this stuff in a long time because obviously it's been a minute, but I remember I just got so skinny and I remember even my ex at the time was like, don't get too skinny. Like he like noticed that I was getting skinny and I could tell that he was also a little concerned too, but like, Bitch, this is your fault. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I that's it's it happens, right? And I just remember 
I didn't want to eat. It was like I didn't allow myself food. It's like I didn't feel like I deserved food because I didn't feel good enough. Because when he had broken our trust in that relationship, I literally, my self-worth and my self-confidence just like got shit to the floor. You know what I mean? Because you really do in those situations. And that's why that was the only relationship I needed to fucking never be in that shit again. Because every relationship since has been beautiful and it's been a great time. I could talk a whole nother podcast about that. But, you know, it, it, it triggered a lot of like eating disorder shit to come up and it was so fucking weird. But ultimately, after this shit happened and after I kind of, you know, was grieving, going through the grieving process, I started to regain healthy weight back and I started to like just start to eat more normal. And yeah. Now, um, you know, I started to like focus more on myself. Like I started to really just focus more on my grades and, you know, my overall and cheerleading and, you know, my nutrition and just really being the best person I can be. And I think that's a beautiful thing of like relationships ending sometimes, even if it is not a toxic relationship, is that you kind of, first of all, you should always be focusing on yourself, even in relationships. Like it shouldn't be like, you know, okay, now we're together, like we're each other's lives now. You need to have your own life. It's just non-negotiable. But um, well, honestly, y'all, I literally forgot what the fuck I was gonna say. That's actually funny as hell. Um, but moving on, um, once I got to college, girls, <laughs> I think I'm gonna make this next part, part two, but once I got to college, guys, I literally, I was like in my masculine era. What I mean by that, for those who don't know, there are two different types of energies, okay? There's masculine energy and there's feminine energy, yin and yang, day and night, right? Moon and sun, like we always have those equal opposites, right? Masculine and, and feminine energy is not gender-based. It's not like men are masculine, women are feminine. Although naturally, just based on our own hormones, we can naturally sometimes veer certain ways, which is why some men will have more, they will want to be more masculine in that way. But a man who has high emotional intelligence, who can communicate properly and set boundaries, has healthy feminine energy. The reason I'm giving you guys this background is because I want you guys to understand like my type of energy because I was a completely different person, guys a completely different person and i need you guys to understand like what i'm trying to how i'm trying to describe myself so masculine energy in its healthiest form is go-getter action taker structured you know protector provider whether you're a man or a woman or whatever you identify as right you that is you know your um that is kind of like your energy right Feminine energy rules kind of like the flow, right? It rules the the subconscious mind. It is the emotions. It is understanding how to manage your emotions and connecting to your, your deeper self. It's more of that flow, right? The creativity and the compassion and all of that. Now there's toxic and wounded forms of each. I promise I'm getting to my point here, okay? Toxic masculine energy is going to look like narcissistic manipulative okay aggressive um you know doesn't take responsibility um you know doesn't connect to their emotions that is uh, uh, that is toxic masculine energy okay it is beating your big old chest whereas the real alpha men are in the background and 
they they just have that presence that energy right whether you're a man or woman again your feminine wounded feminine energy is going to be you know um it's kind of like this is gonna sound mean but it's kind of like the weakness we associate with emotions like if you're somebody who associates showing your emotions or crying a lot or being super sensitive as weak you're probably referring to wounded feminine energy because wounded feminine energy is going to be kind of like very self-victimizing very woe is me very naive and kind of head in the clouds and kind of like just all over the place very people pleasing very like please love me please you know kind of like needy energy and the toxic masculinity is kind of like the same but in that masculine way now making my point finally um i had a lot of toxic masculine energy and wounded masculine energy in college i literally like if if oh my god <laughs> i was hurt y'all i was really hurt i was like you know what fuck being a naive little bitch like i am literally going to be a man eater and this was literally my man eater era um, and for those into astrology, I'm a Pisces sun and I'm an Aries moon and an Aries rising. And literally when I got to college, I literally obliterated the, Pis the Pisces from my identity. And I was like, I don't even know why it says I'm a Pisces. I'm an Aries. I'm an Aries. Like I was super into in that energy, right? And for those who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, just that's okay. You don't need to know that. <laughs> um, but I would literally, guys, I would be at the bar and a guy would come up to me and I would be like, whiskey, coke. Like I would literally be like whiskey coke, like order the whiskey coke and give me it and you can get the fuck away from me. Like that was literally my energy. I know it sounds mean, but that was, I was, I was in that. I didn't feel safe. I, I was literally in my shit era. Okay. And that's what it was. Now, um, how that ties into my fitness journey uh, I just wanted to guess share with you guys, I guess how my energy was like, but this was really when I was kind of, I, I really like, once I got to college, I stopped cheering. Okay. Cause obviously there, I'm not going to be cheering, cheering there. And I was just, I fell into this binge drinking and eating cycle. I literally was binge drinking, um, and binge eating. Like I was, my health was so shit and I gained 20 pounds. My, uh, my time being in college and I dropped out after 1.5 years to um, basically pursue my business at the time that I wanted, which was a swimwear line and uh, stay on track, Lex, ADHD brain, stay on track. But I basically would fall into binge drinking. Now, you guys have to understand that in these college towns, they set it up so that way you are like drinking heavily. You know what I mean? Monday was ladies night and it was free drinks free cover tuesday i remember was taco tuesday it was like one dollar two dollar margaritas and tacos wednesday was free liquor pitchers free liquor pitchers guys like liquor like pitchers of liquor for free and i believe it, it was for both guys and girls so fucking imagine at night's library <laughs> throwback as fuck and then thursday i think it was like nothing friday was happy hour everybody would be out there i remember just being like a fashion show not a fashion show but like i just love seeing everyone's happy hour outfits and it was free drinks free cover for three hours sunday brunch so it was an environment and i was a party girl oh and don't forget tailgates and guys i was blacking out every fucking weekend it honestly just showed how like you know 
low-key in pain I was deep down, but it was a fun time. It honestly was so much fun and I wouldn't change it for the world. And I definitely had angels around me, shit. Um, but definitely going into part two, I really wanna talk about my college years more and then how I transitioned into bodybuilding. So really, really excited for that. Um, in my college years, remember guys, I, I gained a bunch of unhealthy weight. I was binge drinking, binge eating, and I lost the weight the only way I knew how, which was a bunch of cardio and eating super quote unquote clean and cutting out carbs and what I even thought carbs were back then and all the things. So this led me into like a yo-yo diet cycle for the next like year to two years. And this catapulted everything for me to literally just get fed the fuck up and transition into literally becoming a bikini bodybuilder and my dream at the time becoming and being crowned Miss Bikini Olympia. That was my dream at the time, that was my goal, and I'm so excited to dive deeper on that one. Thank you guys for being here with me. This is so much freaking fun and I hope you guys are having an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much for being here with me. As always, if you guys got value from this, if it made you laugh, if you just wanna share my energy, make sure to share with a friend, post on your story, leave a review, um, because I just love your guys' fucking support. And yeah, let's grow together. Excited for part two and peace outie.